welcome to the podcast, Power of the Parents. I'm Karen Mathis, your host, and do I have a treat for us today? I'm sharing a new client and a friend, Maya Uchan. She is a global leadership expert, you guys, and an executive coach. She also is an author, and she has her new book coming out, Saving Face, which we'll hear a lot more about it, and the concepts from the book that are incredible. Uh, She has, for over 30 years, been training and coaching thousands of leaders, leaders in the global Fortune 500 companies, I might add. So she has a great deal of expertise to share with us, and I'm just excited to share it with you. So let's get started. Let's hear from Maya. Hello, Karen. Hello, Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Are you? It's so good yeah. to talk to you. Oh my gosh. I know. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Last time I talked to you, you were on your way to Chicago for a I know. presentation. Yeah. I know. It was so much fun. We oh. were you know trying different outfits and taking pictures and it was so fun it was so fun yeah and and then you know the the meeting my session went really well so I'm I keep working with the same group now it's 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 just fabulous so excellent excellent and you know I put together a little scarf for you and I'm sorry I've delayed in sending it to you but it it just picks up just the right colors on a couple of those things so anyway I will send it to you yeah (laughs) it's just my gift to you I really wanted to get you on the podcast because I'm excited about your new project absolutely so so um you know I have been working um as executive coach and leadership consultant for over 20 years and I have directly worked and, and um, taught leadership and listening to leaders sharing with me um, their frustrations, their challenges, their, uh, you know, with their team, with, their, with the people they, they, they interact with. And as I listen and really kind of work with them to problem solve that um, all of these years that I, I started to share this concept with them that is so essential for their leadership. And, uh, but it sometimes also is counterintuitive. And this concept really resonates with leaders at all levels, across cultures, across generations. And it's the concept of faith. Okay? Mm. And when the, the term, it's not about the money, it's used the real issue is often about face. Um, so, so, then, so what is face? What do you mean face? Yes, good question. So now the definition of face, I think it's good to kind of first let's define it. So the face represents one's self-esteem, self-worth, identity, reputation, status, pride, and dignity. So it's mm. all of that, you know, mm. um, it's, 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 a, it's how we see ourselves and it's how others perceive us and it's, it's inside and out. It's your whole person. And that's the definition of face. 
you know, I'm going to stop you there. And I just want to say, um, it takes a certain awareness level to know about all of those things about oneself. So I think, I just want to say, I think that work you're doing is really critical for that purpose. I can see uh, going down this journey with you and learning about, as you describe face, it could really bring an awareness for a person, huh? Is that, is that right? Yes. Am I right? Or do you uh, yes. find that with your groups or your clients? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as I share this concept with my clients, a lot of times they, they, they start to reflect and we dig deeper. They often share with me, you know, this is it. That when there is, there is opportunity, when, when the situation occurred that people are disengaged or they're not motivated, or sometimes the relationship uh, take a wrong turn, that they look deeper and they find that, you know what, that usually has something to do with either I cause someone to lose face, or perhaps they feel unappreciated, and or perhaps that uh, uh, there was something that has to do with their reputation and dignity. And the same concept, this is really a universal concept beyond mm-hmm. its origins in Asia, that this concept of face can apply to teachers working with students. It's about human interactions. Recently, I have a, a lot of really interesting conversations with educators as well as leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they, um, the people are sharing that this is so timely because um, building authentic and lasting human relations may be the most important calling for leaders in this century. You know, because um, yes. we are working with diverse teams across geography, time zones, different genders, cultures, generations, and we're working remotely. You know, considering day that we're we're in this uh, pandemic, that everybody is working from home. And so even you and I are in the same city that we all work isolated in our home and working as remote teams. And uh, we also are using social media um, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to offend or insult someone without the, the normal check and balance of having to actually confront them face to face with your slight. So, you know, as we work in this new normal uh, that with diverse <laughs> people, with remote teams, and with all the social media technology, that it's even more important, I think, for us to be aware of the concept of face so that we can, um, we, we can break down barriers and connect with people and build authentic relationships effectively. Well, I really like that. You know, in my master's program, we studied globalization and looked at several case studies where companies actually lost millions of dollars because they would, uh, American company would go into another culture and throw up a big company and put all the money behind it, but they didn't do the deep dive on what you're describing as face. That uh-huh. those were the that was the piece that was missing, so it can actually um, result in the loss for a company that doesn't focus on face. Karen, I like to I like to say think that face is like our new social currency in today's world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you think of that, um, it, it, the more face you have, the easier and faster you can get things done. Uh, just imagine that how we build a supply of face with somebody by continuously making deposit. Right? We build trust. We express gratitude, appreciation. We compliment people, recognize their contributions,、um, or we empathize. We put ourselves in their place to understand their challenges, and we give people their voice equal time and weight. You know, all of that is that we're making deposit into this face account to continue to build the trust with someone. And so, if at some point that in the future we need to make a withdrawal, that we're careful to not make somebody lose face. But if some, if we need to provide a negative feedback, or if if we accidentally, unintentionally have said something that's offensive, that this that that because we have had this bank account that we have been making that continuous deposit, that we have the trust. Already in place, that the relationship can still be saved if there are enough deposits to cover the withdrawal. That's interesting. You know, a lot of CEOs and and directors are so busy with their work that they sometimes don't even say hello to their employees. They just become a sort of a background to them. And I've seen the research that says that if they will just stop and look eye to eye.、Mm-hmm. To one or two of them, what a difference it makes in that team, in, in those workers, in the team. Yeah, there are three key concepts of face. Okay, okay. and they're, they're not rocket science, and they are there. There, so many of them are common sense,、uh, but then they are they don't take a lot of time to do, and they just. Really, just you need to just basically paying attention, and to take some action to do that, and then that the, you can you can see a positive result, a big payoff.、Um, you know, so this will apply to all sorts of relationships. So, you know,、um, the first concept about face is honoring face. Okay,、mm. and、uh, you know your example was perfect, Karen, about. Uh, a leader coming to the office, you walk by people's cubicle and then make that eye contact, say good morning, you know, have that 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 simple gesture, and stop and listen to see how things are going with someone, have a quick conversation, and that those are simple acts can really、uh, build stronger connections with people. And break down some barriers. So honoring face is it's that it's how you make that actual depositive face. Yeah, those are actions taken to show respect, admiration, and grant dignity to other people.、Mm. Right. And so there are many different ways that you can you can do it. You can ask people for their input, and you listen. You really listen to them, and you give credit for credit is due. And you empathize, you acknowledge their input. Those are simple acts to to tell, to send a message to the other person that I see you, I hear you, and you matter. I think that would definitely be an investment that would pay off. I can't imagine.、Yes. I can't imagine a situation where it wouldn't pay off. Actually, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, one of the the, the, the my favorite quote. From Maya Angelou, was that people will forget what you said, 
people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. Mm, so right? true. <laughs> and I think that is, it's really a good way to kind of think about how you honor someone's face, you know, by taking those small, simple actions to acknowledge them. Yes. Um, and the second concept of face um, is losing face. And then that's something we want to avoid. Right? Uh, so when I, when I was growing up in Taiwan, um, Karen, you know this, that you know, I grew up in Taiwan and I came to the U.S. to go to graduate school. And when I was growing up, that I, um, my parents, my teachers um, often you know, share this very ancient thousands-year-old Chinese proverb. And it says, uh, spilled water is hard to regain. That's something that I heard all the time. Spilled water is hard to regain. Uh So, you know, imagine that if you accidentally knock over a glass of water and the water spilled all over the floor. uh, And how hard is it to get it all back into the glass? Mm -hmm. Impossible. That's, That's almost impossible, right? And then even if you manage to get some back into the glass, do you still want to drink it? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So what this proverb um, is saying that when we say or do something, that it's, it's important to think about it before we do it. Because that sometimes once it's, you, you said it, you've done something, it's hard to take it back. And yes. the damage is done. Yes. Um, so the losing face describes conditions where people feel devalued, humiliated, or unappreciated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people feel, when, when they lose face, it provokes um, shame and fear, guilt, vulnerability, and a wide range of negative emotions. And those negative feelings directly impact how well they, they work how they how well they perform and how much they speak up or share their ideas and even how long they stay with the company yes okay and so here's the thing though uh, in many cases that we cause people to lose face unintentionally we don't even know it and you know and, and it's simply because we we're running on this autopilot Yes. Right. We just say or do things without thinking. So, for example, you know, we give somebody negative feedback in public. We um, we challenge somebody without thinking, is this the, the right place to say it? And we forgot to acknowledge their contribution. And um, we tell uh, insensitive jokes and uh, we, you know, we're sarcastic about a situation and uh, or we cut people off when they're speaking. Uh, you know, and much more. There are so many different situations that we're running on autopilot and then we're not aware that we may have said or done something to cause somebody to lose face unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see where some of the more traditional top-down management styles have no place for face. They have no room for it. It doesn't, if it doesn't fit into that one top-down leaders uh, concept then it won't exist and that's where you lose a lot of good people like you said with all of those things Uh, you know another thing uh, you mentioned it not giving credit when credit's due I think 
sometimes we get so busy looking at bottom lines, we forget the opportunity cost, which is a growing column uh, based on the actions and the leadership styles uh, that we have over our teams and our groups. And uh, this, this concept you have a face I can see is one that would really help in that column, that opportunity cost. It would yes. really be able to take that opportunity cost over and put it into actual dollars and cents for your, for a leader and for their company and their projects. Good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me share a, a, a funny story, but it's also, it's a true story of, of a client that, um, uh, that I, I was coaching and um, he is Singaporean and uh, has worked in, um, in this American company for, for many, many years. And his boss is American. So um, one time I was on the phone with him and this client um, was very upset. And he said to me, you know, Maya, I, I just got off the phone with my, my boss and um, oh gosh, I feel terrible and I'm really humiliated. And I said, well, what, what happened? Tell me what, what happened there uh, during the call. And uh, he said, well, my boss called me stupid. Mm. I was like, oh, really? Um, and I know his boss. So I, I, I said, um, and then to me, that it, it didn't sound quite right because he, he, he you know, his boss was a, a, a good leader, um, um, always um, professional and polite. So, um, uh, so I, I asked him, I said, well, tell me exactly what he said. And then he said, well, we're talking about a, a new, new project that we're working on. And um, we're looking at some of the different possible scenarios. And then so I shared some ideas with him. And then he said, oh, that's a no brainer. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, OK, well, let me um, let me let me explain what no brainer means from, a, 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 you know, a, American slang. So then I explained to him what no brainer means. And it means it's obvious. And so it certainly didn't mean stupid and then because he 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 literally trying to say no brainer means i have no brain so that means that you think i'm stupid and so as and after i explained this to him he completely we had a good laugh and then he said oh i'm so glad that uh, you told me about this because i you know i have i didn't think i didn't know that's what it meant and so we can cause somebody to lose face we don't even know it and then you know that the thing is that the person that felt humiliated will never come back to you and say hey why did you call me stupid right Right. not clarify that so he can feel bad for a long time and then maybe even damage that relationship. Yes. And then the, the manager probably had no clue where, what, what happened. Yes. Um, That's so, a lot of, he, he went through a lot of unnecessary suffering there. Thank goodness you saved him. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then so that's the kind of situation happening actually every day in in our daily communication interactions that we can cause somebody to lose face unintentionally just because we are we're running on autopilot without thinking who is the audience i'm speaking to can this be misinterpreted mm-hmm. or can this create a negative impact on the other person uh, so we need to get off the autopilot and uh, to avoid this kind of you know otherwise we 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 crash and burn and we don't we don't even know what happened (laughs) that's exactly right you know 
I'm more the appearance side of everything. And my clients, I'm, I'm constantly helping them to create an image, a, a power in their appearance, because it's the same thing with that first impression. So much can be miscommunicated in a first impression. Yes. Um, I have one client right now who is being passed over, passed over, passed over for promotion. And, uh, she just does, doesn't realize that so much of it is dressed. So we're, we're working on that. We're changing that. And she's getting, she's getting results right away, right before this pandemic. Um, another client that I had, but she didn't realize that she was communicating something and it was being received as a communication because it's a nonverbal communication. So, uh-huh. so this is why I'm saying there's so much analysis really in everything you're saying. There's, there's a, a level of awareness that a lot of people w- might not have, and they might see some of this just like some of my things as, as frivolous. But if they would just take a, a deeper dive and see the, how critical it really is. And it, it is everything to motivation of your people and yourself. Really. Yes. Yes. So. And, and, you know, 93% of our communication is nonverbal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's the, your appearance and the use your body language and then the tone of your voice, um, you know, all of that. And, and, and so it is so important for us to be aware of it, particularly if you're in a leadership position to, uh, to really have that awareness and uh, and then be mindful of uh, the impact of your um, your 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 actions and your words. Yes, because how you dress is also showing up. It's showing respect for others. If you had a client, I just am curious. Let's yes. say you had a client that was brilliant, but they missed the boat when it came to knowing how to express their best through their dress. So the first impression was always working against them because what I learned in my research is that it is lasting. And even when a relationship is developed, that first impression stays, it remains throughout the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, How, what would you do if you saw that somebody was really missing the boat on their dress? Because there is a disconnect. And I Mm -hmm. find that sometimes the smarter people are sometimes the the greater the disconnect is about the dress because they're using Mm -hmm. their energy so focused on you know the glass is so full with the things they're interested in and so empty with some of these other areas um yes so how would what would you do with that how would you handle that that's interesting (laughs) right right and i think that you know karen those are those are situations that i think that, that that a lot of times the person um, that it, it, it has no awareness. Mm-hmm. They may not even know that it's their appearance or uh, that, that actually created a negative impression on them uh, or from other people. So when I, I often will start, if, um, if that, is, that is one of the key factors that actually hold them back, um, I think giving them a, a very honest feedback is so helpful to them. It's like holding an, being an executive coach that I see myself uh, as someone that really being able to hold a mirror in front of the client and then help them see clearly the things that they don't see themselves. So, you know, I provide honest 
constructive feedback to them to help them see that that's the impact or that's the perception that others have on them. And then I, um, it's up to them to actually decide if this is something that I wanted to change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so I think that the first step is to provide that feedback to the client, whether it's through 360 interviews or, um, or a different assessment to be able to prove, provide them with the data. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually do have a, a example of, um, of a client that's, um, she's brilliant and absolutely brilliant, you know, in her profession. And, um, um, but then the, the, the way that, uh, you know, her appearance actually creates some negative impression. And so uh, after I provide that feedback, she was able to, um, you know, um, still maintain her own style, but then fix some of the, 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 the issues that actually can create a negative mm-hmm. uh, uh, impression on her, so then I think things have turned around, um, you know, uh, in, in a very positive way. And so, absolutely, I think that it's it's your whole person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And that's that's what we're talking about here. And whether it's the way you convey yourself, how you show up, and what you say, what you do, or how you dress, that can um, can actually uh, either you know, hinder your, your effectiveness as a leader or, or can really enhance your effectiveness. Yes. So the third concept of face is saving face. So we talk about honor face. The second one is avoid losing face. And then the third one is that we, we wanted to make sure that we save face. And what does that mean And saving face? Saving face is authentic and intentional act of turning around a situation to preserve dignity for all parties involved mm-hmm. for a positive outcome. Okay. So, you know, um, and, and when s- things that don't, you know, when you realize that there's something is, is could be quite sensitive or it's a negative impact, it really kind of take the action to preserve dignity for the other person. Yeah, you still hold people accountable. And how do you do that? Right. So I think triple A model is something that um, that I can share. Let me tell you a story to see how this works. Okay. So triple A. Um, so the triple A model in the book I created. Um, it's a, it's an acronym. So each A represent a different step. So the first step is um, uh, aware. So you wanted to um, you know we need to be self aware of our own bias, our own values and our own assumptions. And to have that awareness uh, is the first step. And you know, nobody's bias free. And so, but it's, it's, it's helpful to, to have that awareness, knowing that, oh, this is sort of how I see things because of my background and then because of my environment. And then, so I like to, you know, think of this as a human antenna. You know, if you if you think of the old days that we have those radios, that when the antenna was down, what what do you hear? Mm-hmm. Probably static, static, and a lot of noise in the background, or sometimes you don't hear anything. And um, but when you raise the antenna, the antenna from the radio, and all of a sudden that you pick up all the signals, and then it become very clear that mm-hmm. what the message is, whether you are listening to a news or, or music, ah, okay, now it's clear because I can pick up all the right signals. Now, so if you imagine that you have this antenna on your head 
it's an invisible antenna that if we have the antenna down, sometimes we're simply just not aware of what's really going on, whether it's uh, ourselves, our own behaviors, or, or signals from, from the environment. So if we can raise that human antenna, then is that awareness will go up. And then so first step is just have that awareness of our own assumptions and, and, and beliefs. The next step is to acquire. Uh, so acquire means that you seek to understand the other person's frame of reference and you put yourself in the other person's shoes. So acquire is to ask questions and remain open-minded and be curious. Uh, and then the third A is adapt. So that once you have the awareness, once you have, uh, you acquire the information, then you adapt your behaviors, your mindset, you take thoughtful actions to produce positive outcomes uh, for everybody involved. Uh, so one of my favorite stories of, of uh, uh, Saving Face has to do with a, uh, uh, a financial director. His name is Jeff. And it's not a real not a real name, but so Jeff was the financial director of a global company, and he was facing a big crisis. Under his watch, a frontline employee had stolen over one hundred thousand dollars in oh, an no. in an eight month period. Ah. <sighs> Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. And as financial director, Jeff had designed and deployed this entire cash flow process that allowed this employee to commit this fraud undetected. Mm. Uh, and then it was a high profile case. And it was discussed not only in security meetings, but also spread really quickly throughout the entire company. And Jeff felt entirely responsible and personally victimized. And it was an example of losing face, right? Mm. And so very soon, the company's COO planned a meeting with Jeff and his team. And then you can tell the, stre the stress consumed Jeff. He lost weight. Oh, yeah. He lost sleep. He developed this bad rash. You know, and for days that he looked like a dead man walking. And oh, it wow. was horrible. Now, when the day arrived, the team waited nervously in a conference room for the COO to arrive. And the COO walked in and he broke the tension with just one sentence. He said, I don't care about the theft. And he continued by saying that theft is unavoidable whether one runs a hot dog stand or a multinational company. The company was insured and we will be made whole. And I only want to know that you plan to review the process and fix it. And, oh, you, wow. and you seem well on your way from what I can see. Yeah. So as soon as the COO said that, you can tell Jeff's demeanor immediately brightened. And they focused on the, the, the whole team, focused on the problem solving throughout the whole meeting. And Jeff returned to his job with renewed energy. And the COO had saved his face. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. That's a great story. Yeah. What a good, what a good leader. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, if you think about what did the COO do? Right? What did he say? And now, so he created psychological safety while mm -hmm. and at the same time holding Jeff accountable. 
right?、Mm-hmm. And he was kind and firm at the same time. And he chose his words carefully, and、uh, he showed humility and emotional intelligence when dealing、yes. um, when he dealt with this very sensitive, delicate situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, great job, great story. He did, yeah, he did. And then you know he helped Jeff overcome shame and embarrassment quickly and refocus his energy on solving the problem and moving forward. So he's sending this message: I trust you. I have confidence in you to do the right thing.、Uh, you know, and I know when people feel safe, they 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 are more creative. And、uh, they 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 are they are more outspoken, and they take more risks, and they're、mm-hmm. more empowered to take actions, and、uh, they they focus on collective goals and problem solving rather than self protection, right? Yes.、So、when people、mm-hmm. say feel safe, there's so much they show up differently, and then they 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 do better work.、Um, mm-hmm. But and then、uh, when they don't feel safe. They 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 they're afraid of being embarrassed or blamed, and then they fight or fly, or they freeze, meaning that they just simply shut down and don't ask questions, and they don't share ideas, and the motivation is low, and sometimes they even quit their jobs. So, and when we cause people to lose face, that's what happens when they 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 don't feel safe, right? Yes, and the, the impact is so much greater than. The word you said at the moment, but it's actually long-lasting. Yes,、And、that's why it's, very it's so important. Yes,、mm-hmm. it's very costly. Well, let me ask you this: What are unique challenges that women leaders have? What do they experience when they're dealing with saving face and cultural interactions in a global scenario? Because we know that women are a lot of times the fall guys, and we also know that a lot of times women don't get credit for the work that they do. Um, sometimes it can be the people around them that get the credit.、Mm-hmm. So, what would you what would you say are the unique challenges you're seeing from women,、yes. women leaders in、yes. your work? Good question. Well, you know, Karen, I、um, I over the years I've worked with、um, thousands of women leaders, and、um, and they, their challenges are are quite unique in some ways that.、Uh, um, Recently, I was giving a keynote speech to the Women Presidents Organization. So every member in the, in the audience are business owners, entrepreneurs, and they're very successful. So、mm-hmm. one of the questions that they asked that I、um, that I thought that many of them resonate with is that they ask in some countries that、um, I work in,、um, it's extremely rare. To see women in senior leadership or executive positions sitting at the boardroom table,、uh, and even here in in the United States, that it's not common to have equal uh, uh, representation of women sitting in the boardroom.、Yes. So, how can I be successful in countries or here at home that where female CEOs or business owners or executives? Are、um, not treated equally or not respected. So you know those questions were raised by so many women that I work with. That you know, and I think it's so helpful for for women to kind of think about what can I do, right?、Um, to to really、um, create 
uh, executive presence so that I can, this is, uh, there are so many things that women can do to overcome those gender bias. Uh, mm-hmm. in the workplace, professional environment. So one of the, 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 uh, the um, advice that I, I give them is that to create a command presence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, Carrie, you talk about the first impression is very important. It's often built on appearance. Yes, that's, that's so true. So for this reason I, that I recommend women create a, 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 a sort of a, be mindful about how they show up. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the uh, to create a, a neutral appearance, one that does not distract or detract from their authority. OK. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, you don't want it to have um, very loud accessories or um, or something that's too wear something that's too revealing and uh, really kind of think about what is the professional dress code. And then, you know, you send a message to people that listen to me instead of look at me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that a strong physical command presence communicates that you're in control. Yes. And, and also, you know, your, how, you, how, you, how you, the posture also really helpful, very important. Stand up straight mm-hmm. and, and uh, to, you know, uh, chest open and shoulders back and chin up and really kind of um, have that, that command presence, both your posture and your, your appearance uh, can create a very positive first impression. Yes. Well, I have to say, I just spent the last couple of years researching all of these things. (laughs) And that's my book that was just published. The power of appearance breaks down the social psych studies behind all of that, the authority principle, you know, you just said authority. So there's an authority principle that certain silhouettes, a particular fit can result in people believing you're intelligent, that you, you deserve to be here. You know, the uh, working with men, they are very comfortable with colors like blue and gray and navy and black and when women that are working with men at a higher level, say the CEO or COO or director level, when they're able to dress in some of those things, not to look like a man, but to utilize some of those same fabrications, uh, just adding a particular silk uh, blouse, that type of thing, it translates in quality standards. And mm-hmm. it translates in, so the research shows that these guys look at this woman who's dressed better than they are. And all of a sudden they say, well, she's different. She belongs to our tribe. She mm-hmm. belongs. Whereas these other ones that are wearing a polyester suit or, uh, you know, uh, just a blouse and a pair of pants and look good, but they, they don't belong. They're at a different level. But all of a sudden when, when this woman has on a quality gabardine, uh, a silk, scarf uh, a nice pima cotton or a a nice swiss cotton pinstripe shirt Mm -hmm. or even even silver cufflinks you know things like that these things they they the men will look at her and that in their minds that impression will carry forward they'll be they'll uh, be better respected they'll be Mm -hmm. promoted more often um, than than the rest so there's a there's a lot of if you decompose all of those pieces you know deconstruct 
all those pieces, you're going to see the difference in what they mean. Color-wise, yes. fabric-wise, silhouette-wise, and fit is the most important in the end. Yes, so. there's, a, there's a lot of science behind that. Um, and, uh, and I um, have two other um, suggestions for women mm-hmm. leaders. Okay. Um, so in addition to the appearance, is, number two is to understand and use hierarchy to your benefit, to, advan- to your advantage. Um, so people of every cultural pick, pick up very subtle cues that convey hierarchy, okay? Mm-hmm. And so use this to your advantage and enlist the help of your male colleagues to consistently communicate the status of your position. Um, for example, have them introduce you with your proper professional title, and make sure that the title is stated clearly on your business card and also in their introduction. And in the hierarchical cultures, if a question is asked, the most senior person will answer it. So make sure that you, you talk to your colleagues ahead of time so that they defer questions back to you. Mm-hmm. So this helps to continuously cement your position as the person in charge. Okay. So, um, and then the next suggestion is that don't accidentally give in to gender stereotypes. So there are some gender stereotypes that we're aware of, and there are some that are so mundane that they're almost subconscious behaviors that, that you know, we're not even aware. So, but those behaviors can undermine your authority the most. Uh, for example, resist the urge to bring coffee to your colleagues. You know, mm-hmm. we're sometimes, you know, we're, we're saying, hey, can I pick up something for you? Or, hey, do you want a glass of water? I'm going to get one myself. You know, resist the urge to do that, especially in front of other senior leaders or clients. Um, or casually clear dishes after a lunch meeting. Don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may think that you're just being courteous, but to many people from a different culture, from, um, from a male perspective, those behaviors says, I am not actually the leader. I'm an assistant. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there are um, the stereotypes out there in our society that there are things we cannot change, um, but there are things that we can control. And, some of the things that we talked about today, I think we'll be able to not only honor the people you work with, but also honor your own face mm-hmm. by doing those things. I don't know where I saw this. I've been watching so many different um, TED Talks and YouTube things lately, and I've been on so many webinars. But I just recently saw where this gal, exactly what you were saying in a, another example, she knew that she could take care of this particular client and she knew all the answers and she had the solution, but she also knew that he would not respect her and listen to her. And so what she did is she pulled the oldest guy on, on staff that looked really respectful, right? The conservative guy. He didn't have a clue about what they were going to discuss. He didn't know anything about the meeting or anything. She said, just come with me and sit still and quiet and don't answer anything. Just be there. Just be present with me. And so then she sat down, did the presentation with the client, and they assumed that 
everything she was saying was coming from him, that she was representing him, but she mm. won, she won the account. Just, mm. she, she realized I've got to have that male presence here with this particular client. And I mm. just have to do this. And she literally <laughs> brought him, <laughs> drug him yeah. along and, and won, won the battle, you know? So mm. sometimes, sometimes there's other ways to use that male presence, you yes. know, whether, whether yeah. uh, they're even, you know involved or not but unfortunately women have to do crazy things to get Mm -hmm. the respect and credit for what their contributions are to a situation so yes yes that's a great question a a very interesting story yeah so good points because sometimes our battle can be well that wouldn't be fair why would i do that that would be disrespectful to me but no it's also another way to be to use team you know Mm -hmm. another you can look at it as Hey, we're a team. Let's use team. Use everybody yes. for the their contributions. And once again, everything doesn't it go back to who is the audience? Mm-hmm. You're, dr- you're dressing for the audience. You're choosing your words for the audience. You're putting your programs together for the audience. I mean, it's really not about you. It's about the audience, really. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, absolutely. Uh, that could be another book, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I yes. just want to uh, thank you so much for sharing today. I feel like I, I have a, even a much better picture of some of the work you're doing. It's such critical work and it's going to help us all. And I'm really happy for your contribution on your, what you're, for what you're giving, but also to receive all this great new information is, is exciting. It's an exciting learning experience for some of us. And so I really appreciate that. Now tell me um, about your book, where to get it. How can we find you? Uh, your name, email, if you, if you don't mind, and I'm going to put some mm-hmm. of that in the notes, but if you don't mind for those that are driving mm-hmm. that may be listening and don't have a pencil to write down, can you give yes. us, give us the absolutely. Right. Yeah. Very easy to, uh, to, uh, um, find me and, uh, go to my website and the, my website is my name. So it's www.mayahuchan.com and that's M-A-Y-A-H-U-C-H-A-N. So mayahuchan.com. That's my website. And, um, uh, you can, you can connect with me there. And also, um, the book saving face, how to preserve dignity and build trust is available on Amazon. So you, um, there's an audio book and a print version as well as, uh, uh, the ebook version is all there available. You can, uh, you can pre-order and the book will be released on June 9th. And uh, I hope you like it. Excellent. Excellent. Very exciting. So you're going to be back traveling again after this COVID-19 stay at home is over. Do you have any exciting trips coming up this year? <laughs> well, you <laughs> everything know, I, on hold. <laughs> everything is, it's on hold, but I'm hoping that uh, when, uh, when the situation stabilizes that uh, we can travel again, that I will be able to uh, meet with uh, people face to face again. But meanwhile, I'm doing a lot of online um, webinars and teaching online courses and giving speeches and, and uh, uh, keynotes. So it's all good. It's Perfect. all good. And I hope that everybody stays healthy and we're, you know, we're going to get through this together. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Big hugs, virtual hugs. <laughs> Same here. Same here, Karen. What a pleasure to talk with you again. And thank you for having me on your show. Well, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. So until next time. Okay, Maya, I can edit from here on. I, okay. I'll, we took about 53 minutes, but I'll have to edit down a little bit. Sure. Um, but you did such a good job. You did a oh, great job. Thanks. Thank and good, you. good stuff. I love your work. I love your <laughs> Thank work. Thank you. Thank you. Know? you. Really I appreciate good stuff. that. Of course. <laughs> I'm real happy for you. I'm so excited about your book. I know how it feels uh, to get that book finally out there. So oh, it's really I know. fun. It's yeah, really it is giving like a giving birth, and you know, the, the baby is finally coming out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Great. I well, yeah, I, I will edit this. Just, yeah, yes. I will, go ahead. Oh no, no! I was just gonna say that I hope to to uh, to see you um, in person, you know, uh, this soon, and uh, I can't wait to hear this uh, this when when this is ready. I know. So what I'll do is um, I will um on a project right now that's going to take a couple of days but then I will get to this and I will edit it down usually I try to get it down to 20 minutes but I don't think in this case I'll be able to because you had so many good points I don't want to edit those out I'll edit out most of my stuff that's usually what I do um, <laughs> but I will edit it down the as best I can and then I will post it and send you the link Yes, and then what you can great. do is you can have your gal add that to all of your work, you know, all your promotion. Yes, so, I would do that. I would yeah. do that. Yes. So um, would it be ready before uh, right around the, the release day? That's the June 9th. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure it'll be ready in a week. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll do it pretty soon. And probably in a couple of days, I'll be able to just sit down and do it. I'm just on this other thing that I have to do, I, you know, a deadline to get something sure. out to a client. I'm literally creating, absolutely creating absolutely. a jacket, a tailored thing. And I'm, it's really got me uh, oh, working hard. Yeah. yeah. But what I'll do yeah. is I'm going to finish that project, get it in the mail, and then I will edit our podcast and send you the link. Yes, so. yes. Oh, I'm excited. Thank Me you too. so much. Well, great Karen. job. Great job. Yeah. Great... I, I have such this low, tired voice, and you're just so up and lively. It's great. I can see you would be really good with an audience. So, <laughs> oh, well, well. I, I feel good. I feel good. This is, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So, well, good well, job. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you again. Bye. I'll let you go and have a wonderful okay. day. Thank you. And same to you, Karen. Stay healthy. You too, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Well, let me ask you this. What are unique challenges that women leaders have? What do they experience when they're dealing with saving face and cultural interactions in a global scenario? Because we know that women are a lot of times the fall guys. And we also know that a lot of times women don't get credit for the work that they do. Um, sometimes it can be the people around them that get the credit. Mm -hmm. So what would you, what would you say are the unique challenges you're seeing from yes. women, women leaders in yes. your work? Good question. Well, you know, Karen, I, um, I, over the years I've worked with, um, thousands of women leaders and, um, and they, their challenges are, are quite unique. 
in some ways that uh, uh, recently I was giving a keynote speech to the women president's organization. So every member in the, in the audience are business owners, entrepreneurs, and they're very successful. So mm-hmm. one of the questions that they asked that I, um, that I thought that many of them resonate with is that they ask in some countries that um, I work in, um, it's extremely rare to see women in senior leadership or executive positions sitting at the boardroom table. Uh, and even here in, in the United States, that it's not common to have uh, equal uh, uh, representation of women sitting in the boardroom. Yes. So how can I be successful in countries or here at home that where female CEOs or business owners or executives are um, not treated equally or not respected. So, you know, those questions were raised by so many women that I work with that, you know, and I think it's so helpful for for women to kind of think about what can I do, right, Um, to to really um, create uh, executive presence so that I can, this is, there are so many things that women can do to overcome those gender bias uh, mm-hmm. in the workplace, professional environment. So one of the, 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 uh, the um, advice that I, I give them is that to create a command presence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, Carrie, you talk about the first impression is very important. It's often built on appearance. Yes. That's, that's so true. So for this reason I, that I recommend women create a, 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 a sort of a, be mindful about how they show up, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, uh, to create a, a neutral appearance, one that does not distract or detract from their authority. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, you don't want it to have um, very loud accessories or, um, or something that's too, wear something that's too revealing and uh, really kind of think about what is the professional dress code. And then, you know, you send a message to people that listen to me instead of look at me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that a strong physical command presence communicates that you're in control. Yes. And, and also, you know, your, how you, how you, how you, the posture also really helpful, very important. Stand up straight mm-hmm. and, and uh, to, you know, uh, chest open and shoulders back and chin up and really kind of um, have that, that command presence, both your posture and your, your appearance uh, can create a very positive first impression. Yes. And, and I um, have two other um, suggestions for women mm-hmm. leaders. Okay. Um, so in addition to the appearance, is number two is to understand and use hierarchy to your benefit, to, advan- to your advantage. Um, so people of every cultural pick, pick up very subtle cues that convey hierarchy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so use this to your advantage and enlist the help of your male colleagues to consistently communicate the status of your position. Um, For example, have them introduce you with your proper professional title and make sure that the title is stated clearly on your business card and also in their introduction. And in the hierarchical cultures, if a question is asked, the most senior person will answer it. So 
make sure that you you talk to your colleagues ahead of time so that they defer questions back to you. Mm-hmm. So this helps to continuously cement your position as the person in charge. Okay. So um, and then the next suggestion is that don't accidentally give in to gender stereotypes. So there are some gender stereotypes that we're aware of, and there are some that are so mundane that they're almost subconscious behaviors that, that, you know, we're not even aware. So, but those behaviors can undermine your authority the most. Uh, For example, resist the urge to bring coffee to your colleagues. You know, mm-hmm. we're sometimes, you know, we're, we're saying, hey, can I pick up something for you? Or, hey, do you want a glass of water? I'm going to get one myself. You know, resist the urge to do that, especially in front of other senior leaders or clients. Um, or casually clear dishes after a lunch meeting. Don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may think that you're just being courteous, but to many people from a different culture, from, um, from a male perspective, those behaviors says, I am not actually the leader. I'm an assistant. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there are um, the stereotypes out there in our society that there are things we cannot change, um, but there are things that we can control. And, some of the things that we talked about today, I think we'll be able to not only honor the people you work with, but also honor your own face mm-hmm. by doing those things. MayaHuChan.com, and that's M-A-Y-A-H-U-C-H-A-N. So MayaHuChan.com, that's my website. And um, uh, you, can, you can connect with me there and also... Um, the book, Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust, is available on Amazon. So you, um, there's an audio book and a print version as well as uh, uh, the ebook version. It's all there available. You can, uh, you can pre-order and the book will be released on June 9th. And uh, I hope you like it. Excellent. Excellent. Very exciting. I hope that everybody stays healthy and we're, you know, we're going to get through this together. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Big hugs, virtual hugs. (laughs) Same here. Same here, Karen. (laughs) What a pleasure to talk with you again. And thank you for having me on your show. Well, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. So until next time. Wow, that was powerful. I hope you feel the same. And I hope you'll subscribe for future podcasts. I have some very interesting women lined up, powerful women, who will be sharing their brilliance. Also, I want to mention that my book, Power of Appearance, is now on Amazon.com. And it's loaded with social psych information and lots of information about how to put power in your personal appearance and professional appearance for creating those first impressions that just last forever. So thank you for joining, and until next time.